0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another Formula One podcast for BU News Service. I'm Shannon Riardi, joined today by Shweta Sarendran.
1: How are you doing, Shwe? I'm doing excellent, Shannon. Uh, any day to talk about Formula One It's a great day, and I'm delighted to be here with you. How are you? I
0: agree. I always love chatting about Formula One with you. I'm doing pretty good. Today is a little gloomy here in Boston, so it was nice to see some Warm weather over in Portugal and Portsmouth today made me really wish that maybe you and I were there to watch the race live instead of sitting here watching the clouds come in and out. But this week we're talking about race three of the 2021 season, the Portuguese Grand Prix. So how do you feel the race went?
1: As a journalist, I feel like I'm good with words and I don't run out of them when I need them. But I feel today the only word that comes to mind is normal, which is sad, I know. And I'm sorry to everyone who's listening, but it was just another normal Grand Prix that we've come to expect almost. I think Imala and Bahrain were little exceptions where the energy was flowing, the drama levels were high. Mm-hmm. So I think Portimao was a little bit of a lull, but I think it it had its own little pros. I mean, can we just talk about the Algarve circuit, which is beautiful. Yeah. I think we should have been there with like glasses of wine. And yes, it's like I agree. sitting on the grassy hillsides watching this because I thought the circuit is beautiful. It has these incredible ups and downs and it's like a little roller coaster. I think drivers enjoy it, fans enjoyed it. And considering the action that the circuit brought last season, I think it did let me down in that way. I think this race is going to prove very important in the Constructors' Championship. So
0: mm-hmm. I can't
1: wait to get into that. But How Mm -hmm. did you like it, considering that you didn't see the races last year?
0: I mean, I agree. The most exciting point of the race today was to see how beautiful the surroundings were. Otherwise, it was a really big letdown. As someone that is watching it for the first time live, coming from Bahrain to Umola, those really tight races to the end, especially with Max and Lewis, I was looking for that again today. And unfortunately, we got a little bit of that at the beginning, but then it kind of lulled. As you mentioned after that and it was very much it seemed a standard race of 23 that we might just forget about in the end hopefully we see some excitement around the next one i do want to talk a little bit about qualifiers it was a little exciting or spicy as you like to say how do you think
1: qualifiers went i think it was a definite mix-up i mean aman bought us Finally got the pole position that he needed, but he didn't really carry that momentum onto the mm-hmm. race day. But I think some of the bigger stars of qualifying, some of those who like completely surprised me was Daniel Ricciardo. He qualified 16th, while his fellow teammate Lando Norris qualified way up the grid, I think, on the third row. So I think he was one yeah. of the biggest shocks of qualifying for me. I found it really interesting that he kind of just fell off the wagon so much. But one of the biggest stars who consistently seemed to be going out in Q1 but managed to make it to Q3 was Sebastian Vettel. He's finally mm-hmm. back. There were streaks of pace where I was like, whoa, Seb is back. And that's incredible for the sport. I do know he has a very loyal fan base. So mm-hmm. it was great to see Seb up there. Lance unfortunately fell again in Q1, couldn't make it far. But it all boiled down to the first and second rows of the grid. It was, it was, Pure Mercedes versus Red Bull. Mm -hmm. And it was a straight shot down that gorgeous long pit straight down to that first turn. So I thought qualifiers was, it set the race up really well. It gave the fans exactly what we wanted, which was a head-to-head. But Mm -hmm. I think Sunday let us down a little bit. But I think F1 is trying in its own way to like spice things up with qualifiers. So it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't really great either.
0: I agree. I was expecting a little more... I do like that you mentioned Sebastian Vettel. I was someone that was also very excited to see him kind of come back for the first time. I know it's only race three, but it was exciting to see him considering the first two races that we've had so far and just see him really perform. But I do think you and I love the head-to-head between Mercedes and Red Bull. I think any fan of Formula One or new to Formula One really would enjoy that drama and dynamic between the two teams, especially being... One and two, three and four. I think that was the most exciting parts of qualifiers in terms of something you might have maybe expected. At the same time, you still kind of like that rivalry that shows up.
1: Yeah, I I do I do want to point out Mr. Carlos Sainz Jr. in the Ferrari, Mm -hmm. who finally outqualified his teammate. Who, I mean, Charles Leclerc is a beast at qualifying. His pace over one lap is ridiculous, and I think his. Lap from last time at Portimao was lap of the season because it was just so good. And to add qualify a driver of that caliber, I think Carlos did a fantastic job for setting his tone for the rest of the season, despite it not lasting. On Sunday, I think it was great for him uh, personally as he's settling down into a new team.
0: Well, let's talk about today's race. How do you think the performances went today versus qualifying
1: yesterday? So the performance... from saturday to sunday i think almost bled into each other in the sense that i don't think there were big performance gaps obviously we had a, a rogue daniel ricardo who was just mm-hmm. at the bottom and had to like fight his way back to the top but teams such as like mercedes red bull mclaren ferrari they all lined up in the first 10 spots on the grid if anything i think the it showed how much the field is packed together it wasn't big gaps from like qualifying to um, Saturday's race so I don't think there were big performance changes as as gains specifically but I do think a few drivers abilities really stood out and uh, one in particular was Lewis Hamilton I know I keep talking about Lewis Hamilton on every part that we have it's hard not to it's really hard not to talk about Lewis Hamilton yeah I, I think he's this season, especially, I think over the past few years, we've taken, taken his abilities for granted almost. Yeah, because he I agree. consistently keeps winning. It's hard to see how good he is. Mm-hmm. I think races like today, I think Nico Rosberg said it in one of his interviews. He said something around the lines of, Max is finally seeing how good Lewis Hamilton yeah. really is. And I think that encapsulated this race. It was just Hamilton's ability to find Pace, manages tires, and just put together these incredibly consistent laps that gets them to the finish line. Of course, my heart broke for like Bottas and Verstappen, because mm-hmm. I do want to see a fight, but mm-hmm. I, I think there's a, there's a little bit more work that needs to be done in terms of Red Bull, in terms of the other side of the Mercedes garage to even like catch Lewis right now. So that was my biggest talking point from Sunday. Hamilton. I agree.
0: I think Hamilton... Obviously, in the first two races as well, and even previous years, Hamilton is someone that's always going to win. And so I think he does get a little bit of a discredit now because you're just kind of used to him always getting a pole position or always coming back, and you're just kind of like, okay, well that's what he does. That's just, he's good at that, and he really showed that skill set today. And he really, yeah, he created some space between him, and especially Verstappen, and that's not just something that's based off luck. So. I agree, and watching that Mercedes Red Bull battle, even if it was, in the end, just kind of a lot of distance between the four of them, honestly. I think, you know, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, and Sergio Perez, watching the two of them battle out, I'm thinking that the rest of the season might be a little bit of a race between the four, as well as constructors,
1: as you mentioned, so we'll see. It's been really funny over the past few weeks. Uh Christian Horner comes out, the, the Red Bull t- team principal comes out and says, you know what, Mercedes are better than us. And then Toto Wolf comes out and says, no, Red Bull is definitely faster. And then they have these like little war, like, war in the press going on amongst themselves. And it's very entertaining to watch. But mm-hmm. I also think this is this a very, it's a question one, I think it's a question for 2022. But because they're engaged in this like really intense battle, development on this car has to go on because it's so close So I think it's going to play into the hands of McLaren, Ferrari, they should really Mm -hmm. capitalize on the time that the competitors are spending on this 2021 car and just pour all of that into 2022 and just whack them on the head then. Mm -hmm. So I think that's an interesting talking point for even races such as Portugal, where you don't get much action, but you do see where uh, the championship points and the championship focus is leaning towards. I think Mm -hmm. another World champion that really stood out to me today was um, Fernando Alonso in his Alpine. Yes, yeah, he was incredible. I think Alpine showed incredible pace today. They've been kind of non-existent over the past two uh, yeah. two Grand Prixs, and I thought they had incredible pace last season. And it was kind of shocking to see them drop off a little bit this year, but they've come back with a burst of life. Apparently, what did you think?
0: I agree. These veterans of Vettel and Alonso starting to perform. The way we have wanted them to is really exciting. Watching him and Ricardo kind of go at it for a while, get himself back up, seeing that battle kind of come out between him and Alonso was really exciting. And I just, I, I think I have a soft spot for those people that have been with Formula One for so long, and you just want to keep seeing them right there with all the new names or the ones that are continuing to win, just Hamilton.
1: Yeah, talking about new names, there's been a particularly controversial new name on this grid. Nikita mm-hmm. Mazepin from Haas. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of thoughts. I think this weekend really it was a horror show for him in multiple ways. Uh, what do you think of him as a driver? Do you? How have you seen his performance evolve over the past three races, if at all?
0: I don't know. To be honest, I'm. I'm a little. I think he's. A, I think he's figuring it out. I think it's something that he needs to get himself comfortable with, especially because he's new to Formula One. I don't know. I think he's still just trying to figure out where he is on this grid, where he needs to grow. He definitely has the ability to do that and it's just going to take some time.
1: I agree. I think he's elicited a lot of negative emotions from a lot of drivers over the past weekend and that mm-hmm. and that blue flag incident with Sergio Perez was, um, yes. was definitely a rookie mistake. He should have moved mm-hmm. out of the way, but as you said, he is a rookie. But he is all his teammate Mick Schumacher is also a rookie and who's doing so much better. I mean, Mick was going after Nicholas Latifi. Mm-hmm. and that proved to be a big battle. Apparently, yes. by the broadcast producers, yes. they seem to <laughs> find that more entertaining than the race up front because it was it, it was just so consistent up front that we needed mm-hmm. to find the entertainment somewhere else.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: think Mazepin has some work to do. He needs to really get his act together in the next few races or. I think his abilities are going to come into a spotlight more than it already is. Mm -hmm. I think that's one driver to like really keep your eye on.
0: Yeah. So as you mentioned, today's race was just kind of lackluster for us, but did you have anybody
1: in mind today that was your driver of the day? No, I had had multiple (laughs) drivers of the day, but also purely because I couldn't pick one that stood out, Mm -hmm. like really stood out. Yes, Sergio Perez was given the, popular vote of f1's driver of the day and i completely agree but i was going to split the vote between two world champions either hamilton or alonso i'm actually you know what i'm going to pick alonso hamilton's one and a half. he got his 97th great. win so they're going with yeah. alonso great driving great comeback he finished p8 right uh, after his teammate if he just puts his qualifying pace together i think he's going to be a real threat in that alpine he's an incredible race. I've been waiting for him to come back. So mm-hmm. to see some of that mm-hmm. hints of that old scintillating speed from Fernando, I think it was wonderful to watch. And hence, he is my driver of the day.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've touched earlier on Hamilton use- making use of his tires throughout this race. And my driver of the day who made use of his tires is Sergio Perez from oh, Red yes. Bull. His performance today, I was thinking to myself, when is he going to pit? When are they going to call him in to box I felt it was so necessary and yet he was still going that is another one that the skill just kind of comes out and it's something you kind of forget about sometimes as a fan or as a viewer and watching someone have that ability to do that and perform so well I was really excited and he was absolutely my driver of the day in p4 I was hoping he might edge up both in the end there but a little too much time in between and that's all right he's got plenty of time and the rest of the 20 20 races to go where he might shine too.
1: Yeah, did you notice that little funny exchange between Hamilton and his uh, race engineer where he, when Perez was in front of him for the longest time, just holding Mm -hmm. Lewis back, I think Lewis definitely thought that he was lapping Perez and he was like, blue flags, get out of the way. He had to be reminded, no, Perez is in front of you. He's just putting this mammoth stint in his Mm -hmm. tires. So I completely agree. He, He had a very good... Uh, race today so he had a great race and I'm excited for the next one
0: we you know we don't have to wait too long for the next race and as it's going to be coming up next week Spanish Grand Prix in Barcelona so I think just to end our podcast this week why don't we just go through our top five drivers and top five constructors of the week
1: so as for the driver standings for this week it's Lewis Hamilton with 69 points then we have Max Verstappen closely behind with 61, Lando Norris with 37, Valtteri Bottas with 32, and a beautiful Charles Leclerc with 28. <laughs> for the
0: constructors this week, no surprise, the top two is Mercedes at number one with 101 points, followed by Red Bull with 83. You've got the one that I'm rooting for for number three this year, McLaren with 53, oh. followed by your beloved Ferrari at 42 points. And then rounding out the fifth spot is Alpine Renault with 13 points. And I'm excited to see where that Constructor Championship battle comes out. We've got a long way to go to the end. So I think we might see, hopefully, some moves to keep it exciting. Otherwise, I think that's gonna end it for us today. Thanks so much for being here, Shui. I always enjoy speaking with you.
1: Thank you, Shannon. And I will see you next week at Barcelona.